What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Intimate Knowledge with Brooke Burke, Megan King, and sex and intimacy coach Leela DeVille. Shh. It's a show about sex. Hey, everybody, it's Brooke, and I am so excited about today's episode. Leela's not joining us, which is a real bummer because the guest that we're going to have on today is somebody that Leela and I have made a very high goal for our podcast. Megan, you are going to love this. Everybody get your pen and papers out, open your mind and get ready to learn because we have such a special guest that I've been really, really excited about inviting on her show. Her name is Elisa Vitti, and she's the best-selling author of Woman Code. And there's a book called In the Flow, and it's all about syncing your cycles. There's a 28-day plan, there's recipes, workouts. It's really how to make the most out of your female cycle. And ladies, I'm not talking about menstrual cycle. Like we think about, you know, our blood flow and our periods and that kind of thing. We have a full cycle as women that is so telling and helps us learn a variety of different things about our own bodies, our moods, our creativity, our sex drive, our energy, and the book in the flow on a much more, um, I don't want to say shallow, but a much more superficial level is also going to tell you how to make the most out of your workouts, um, how to kick up your metabolism, um, calorie intake, how to do it right so that you can get the most out of your well-being goals. Um, I want to read you just a quick little snippet and then we'll get into it just to give you something to digest because it's a lot to wrap your head around. I was I did a biohacking um, retreat with a man named Jim Quick. Brilliant, 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 brilliant guy. And he had Alyssa on his podcast. And so I was listening to the podcast and it was the very first time that I ever heard the term infridian rhythm. And after I listened to the podcast, I called Leela and I was like, oh my gosh, girl, we have to get this woman on our podcast. Long story short, Leela knows her. Leela knew all about this. And it's a term that I never heard before. So Basically, as a woman, we're blessed with the second clock. We hear a lot, I think, about circadian rhythms, which is our like 
sleep-wake clock cycle. But this is really about a second clock starting at puberty and continuing until you reach menopause at about age 50. And it impacts our experience of life for approximately 40 years. This infridian rhythm is tied to our monthly menstrual, menstrual cycle, which includes four different phases. So it's not just your bleeding phase. And there are so many things that we can learn about ourselves as women. So she's here. I'm, I'm, I'm really fascinated by her concept. Um, so let's, let's just dive right into it, shall we? I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are so excited to have Elisa Viti on the 
Zoom call with us on the podcast with us today. Elisa is an incredible woman who has broken down all of the barriers, well, hopefully all of the barriers. I think that's the goal here with menstruation. And she is an expert on um, the modern menstrual healthcare. That is her, um, her company. And so we're super excited to talk to her about her new book and just pick her brain for all of the information. So Elisa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, ladies. Hi. I'm super bummed that Leela can't be with us because she and I have had many conversations about you and it was a personal goal of mine to have you come on as a guest um, on our show because I was listening actually to Jim Quick's podcast and you were a guest on that and it was such um, a major moment for me as a woman as I began to better understand what, I I mean, I'm going to just like break it down in really simple terms, but when you think about the female master clock, I don't think young women, I don't think women my age are even aware of what that is. And um, I'm going to butcher it. So I'm going to let you break it down for everyone, but I'm so excited for our female audience to be able to have access to this information because Mm -hmm. it has already made immediate changes in my life. And, you know, going into the late forties and dealing with, you know, hormone struggles, but also just getting a deeper and better understanding of my female cycle. And ladies, I'm not talking about like just menstruation here. I'm talking about every single day (laughs) in the life of being a woman and getting a better understanding of how we work and how to meet ourselves with more compassion. So um, I don't know. Do you think that's a good place to start, Elisa? Just like what the female master clock is or like this women's code? I mean, I I will say I'll back up just to give a little perspective, you know, um, I've been taking care of women's hormonal health for about 20 years now at my Mm -hmm. center flow living, um, which is a virtual center actually. And that was because after 10 years of having a physical practice in Manhattan, um, the, I wanted to make sure that I could take care of women who were from different geographic regions. And so it just became more logical. So we actually went virtual in 2012, which, um, especially now given this new reality that we're in the new normal, I'm, I'm really glad that we're still able to serve so many women around their hormonal yeah. care, wherever they live. But Can I you help I women start, from all over the planet. I mean, all over the planet. Countries. As I like to say, if you have ovaries and an internet connection and you need help, <laughs> we are here for you. <laughs> now, you know, it, five years ago, I started seeing something really interesting happening in the media. And I'm sure you you both were seeing this as well, which was like uh, this new menstrual kind of renaissance of more articles talking about, in fact, Well and Good and Mind Body Green uh, a couple of years in a row named um, one of the major trends like menstrual, you know, health awareness was, a, was, was trending, right? Now, from my worldview, having been um, sort of a you know, some people have called me a pioneer in the menstrual health care movement, whatever you want to call me, from where I have sat for 20 years, um, there, this, has, this was a unique moment, right? Where we had all of this content, all of this positivity, all of this access for women via the internet to this information about how to have a healthier period and why that's so important. And gee, even in 2016, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists 
decreed that your cycle is now considered your fifth vital sign of health, right? So that's along with the other wow. four that they take in the ER, right? Like your temperature and your blood pressure, right? So your cycle mm -hmm. health and those biometrics are critical to your well-being as a human. Okay, I thought to myself, never before in at least recorded human history has menstruation and women's hormonal health had so much, not just positive content being shared, but also unprecedented global access by all women. And I thought that was really exciting. I said to myself, okay, great. Finally, now, because it's just an equation, more content plus more access should equal more healthy women, right? Because I've Absolutely. been taking care of women suffering, suffering, and I myself used to suffer from tremendous hormonal imbalances, which is how I got started on this journey in the first place. I don't think women connect the dots between a healthy menstrual cycle and healthy living. It's a conversation that I've never had as a woman, and I'm raising three daughters, and I just... I, I think this is fascinating. Well, I mean, and we come by that honestly, Brooke, right? Because again, like this, that this moment was so unique really speaks to what the contrast was, which is we've had a lot of toxic mythology, a lot of negative conversation around our periods. Mm -hmm. And what that has conditioned us to do as women is to ignore this huge biomarker. So let me put that into perspective, uh, given that it is now considered your fifth vital sign, right? So Vital sign number, it, it, let's, let's just take your temperature. If you have a temperature of 100 degrees, right? Mm -hmm. What do you do, Megan? You think to you, yourself. Uh, you take some ibuprofen, you lay down. You do something, right? You, you, like, something. you take yeah, it seriously right. and you take yeah, action, you right? feel good, right? Yeah. I hop into an Epsom salt bath up my, <laughs> my vitamin C and my, right. yeah, absolutely. You, do, you, take, you, you take it yeah. seriously gotcha. and you take action. Mm -hmm. But here you have your cycle for decades of your life, screaming at you with symptom after symptom, bad PMS every month, cramps, mm -hmm. clotting, heavy bleeding, mm -hmm. skipped bleeding, mm -hmm. nausea, mm -hmm. super big pain, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And what do we do? We do nothing, nothing mm -hmm. and we ignore it, right? And that, again, is not a fault of yours specifically. It is what you have been taught to do yeah, and not just you now, it's the conditioning of millennia for women. I mean, this is like biblical, right? You know, mm -hmm. like you, it's going to be painful and that's just your curse. Right. But that's not true. Anyway. So I was looking at this trend of more content, more access should equal more healthy women. So I dug into the statistics and I was really appalled to see that 47% of women are suffering with hormone problems. 47%. And wow. 47%. What, that's, and, let's and just say that's like are half. You, are you seeing that? Like at, at what stage in life is, mm -hmm. are you? Across the board. Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. Across I, the board. I'm not, like, it doesn't shock me. I feel like it, that's a topic of conversation we all have about like our, you know, periods are off or somebody's cramping or, you know, somebody's PMSing, right? So or perimenopause is difficult or mm -hmm. postmenopause is challenging. Hot, like hot flashes. Exactly. Or, you know, or your fertility is a problem. I mean, one in eight couples is infertile. I mean, it's, it, this is a growing yeah. issue. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to compare, you know, what was happening with the male cohort. Mm. Were they, were half of the, are half of men hormonally imbalanced? Of course, the answer is no, not even by a long shot. Hmm. Hmm. So wow. I asked myself, what is going on? And this is what led me to write this second book of mine in the flow, 
because what I found was pretty shocking. And here's what I found. And it, it, I'll, I'm getting to your question, Brooke, about what is this master clock? So no, 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 just take your time. The first thing that I found is that women are being left out of medical, fitness, and nutrition research. This is a huge problem because every single diet, every single trend, every single biohacking fad that you have heard about mm -hmm. is not tailored to your biology and biochemistry. As a and woman. As a woman. Mm -hmm. They're only being researched on men. Sometimes they include postmenopausal women in the studies. Okay. And I'm going to break down some of these diets and trends like intermittent fasting and high intensity interval training just to like really yeah, show you what's going on. So that was pretty shocking. Then I uncovered and I'm surprised, su somewhat surprised, but also not surprised, but I'm also very proud to share that this book in the flow is the first book to write about this master clock. Women have a second clock. We all know about our circadian rhythm that, that occurs yeah. over the course of 24 hours, but women in their reproductive years from puberty to your last bleed have a second clock called the infradian rhythm, I-N-F-R-A-D-I-A-N. When and I listened to your interview, it was the first time that I heard that term. And, you know, circadian rhythm, you know, as it relates to the master clock and the sleep-wake cycles, we hear a little bit about that. Not a tremendous amount in this, you know, in the medical field, but I had never heard of the infradian rhythm before. It's funny. I've been doing podcast interviews with medical doctors. They've never heard of it either. Again, this okay. speaks to the gender <laughs> bias. No, no, no. This speaks mm -hmm. to the gender bias in the research, right? We're studying the heck out of the circadian rhythm. In fact, I believe it was a year or two ago, the Nobel Prize was awarded to two geneticists who figured out which genes control the circadian clock, right? So we're really mm -hmm. interested in understanding how to optimize our internal functions, like our metabolic function, our health via yeah, supporting that daily circadian rhythm. And just mm -hmm. so you have this as a note, the male hormonal clock, that male hormonal biological rhythm follows the circadian rhythm. It follows a 24-hour pattern. Imagine so, that. Imagine that. And, you know, it's funny, not that this is a conversation about the patriarchy, but, you know, hey, so when we think about the patriarchy through the lens of our... <clears throat> biological rhythms, which is really what I'm interested in, more than a political statement, what this is, is the patriarchy is really a, a culture that really is orienting around uh, just that circadian male biological hormonal pattern, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so the infradian clock, it it, we experience that over the course of our monthly cycle, mm -hmm. but it affects way more than your period. It affects six key systems of your body. And this, this was so enlightening when I dug into this because it explains why women struggle with their metabolism, with brain fog, with all of these disparate symptoms and feel like, gee, they're spinning their wheels trying to get better, but nothing is actually working. And it's because everything that you're doing, again, that's based on the research that's done on the male biological rhythm is actually disrupting your infradian rhythm. And then it therefore disrupts all of these six systems of your body, which are your brain. <laughs> you don't want to be disrupting that. Your metabolism, your microbiome, your stress response system, your immune system, and wow. your reproductive system. How is this 
this massive piece of information that the majority of women and men have been missing for not only our lifetimes, but for generation after generation. And it affects every piece of what makes us us. How did this go unnoticed? Other than the patriarchy, I mean, you know, and, and you know, men rule the world and whatever, that's just, a, that's just been a, a historical fact. And so like, if that's a historical fact and women are just there to, you know, have babies, then why focus on our infradian rhythm? But now here we are, we're modern people, we're modern women, and we're doing all the same things as men. So why don't we understand this in order to take control of ourselves. I think that's where you're going with this, but it's so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, listen, we could opine on the, why has this happened? We could go down that road and, and we, we could be on that road for a long time, you know, and that righteous frustration that you're feeling, you know, right on sister, I feel you. I just, you know, it, it at this point, it doesn't even matter anymore right. why this oversight has taken place, but simply put, listen, women, women were only allowed to train in medical school as of like 50 years ago in the United States, mm -hmm. 50, 60 years ago, getting into positions where their research, the things that they wanted to research were being funded is only very recent. We have to keep in mind that we're making rapid progress. It's just, yeah, mm -hmm. when you look at it over the arc of generations, it feels, you know, not not lovely. Um, Lisa, but do you also think, though, that it's also the possibility that we're so seasoned as women to have a higher tolerance, to deal with it? We're expected to have mood swings that are high and low. We're expected to have low energy. Most people blame it on reproductive years and hormones. We're not really dialed in and tapped into um, an awareness of our cycle so that we can make the most out of, you know, the peaks and valleys of being a woman. I think we're just so groomed to be tolerant. I mean, especially as mothers. I mean, we, we just, you know, it's like that, that yeah, no, joke, I, but that's why we, that's why we have children because we can take everything. We have a, you know, an, an endless, you know, supply of love and energy and patience and tolerance. It's just how we're groomed. Groomed, you know? Well, actually, well, I, I mean, I agree with you in the sense that we have been conditioned and groomed conditioned. for generations, but conditioned, yeah, both words are appropriate, groomed, conditioned to accept suffering That's as normal. Yes, yes. You know, exactly. like, like that you, it's, you're supposed to feel not well most of the time. You're supposed to feel bad. You're supposed to not have boundless energy. But then Brooke, you also said something that is so beautiful because in the first, second chapter of the book, I go through great lengths to just break down your body from your brain down to your toes of why nature has imbued you with some extremely powerful biological technology. Um, you're right, especially when we look at it through the infradian lens, as opposed to men, which is why biohacking, in my opinion, is so popular among men because they literally fall off the energy and stamina cliff every day around three, four o'clock. As a woman with an infradian clock running the majority of the show, of course, you still have your circadian clock happening day to day. Um, but this infradian clock gives you unending amounts of energy. You're not falling off any cliffs anywhere. So, and your brain wiring, your stress response is so different. For example, um, when women are under stress and let's say you're raising three daughters or you're running a company and raising children or whatever it is you're doing and the, the, the pandemic is happening and you're quarantining, 
instead of I'm raising my hand right now. You can't see me. Yeah, <laughs> me too. And I'm ho- and I'm homeschooling a five-year-old. It's super fun. Yeah, keep right? going. Keep going. And cooking. And, and cooking. And yeah, I made these great tahini yeah. oat cookies yesterday. I'll send you the recipe. Anyway, <laughs> so um, women have a very different stress response. Instead of the fight or flight, which is absolutely what happens in the male biochemical reaction to stress, women we do something else. It's called the tend and befriend response. So in fact, your, what you want to do when you are uh, impressed upon by exogenous stress is you actually want to open your arms up even wider and help more people. Your energy increases to take more care of your community because That's that right. is what brings your stress levels down. It is wow. amazing. Then when you couple that with what is extraordinary about the female brain, you're actually wired for leadership and for community management in ways that are just extraordinary. So especially yeah. during those um anytime demanding stress. Anytime. But yes, but yes. In fact, this is why That's corporations important. have have come out and Harvard Business Review has come out to say that uh, teams that have more females on the team and more females in leadership, mm-hmm. you know, win that triple bottom line. The companies do better financially. The teams perform more efficiently, and customers and the team pe- the team members are happier. So, and you know yeah. what else I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we had more women in power in the world, we wouldn't have as many wars because we don't fight; we friend. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's an unknown, uh, yeah. you know, an unproven theorem, but it's certainly one that seems to line up with what our natural proclivities are. Just for our listeners who might not be familiar with terms like biological rhythms, circadian rhythms, can you break down just in very like elementary terms what the infradium rhythm is? It's a biological rhythm in the body, like you like a, a master clock that, um, governs the timing of the secretion of certain chemicals in the body that work in a orchestrated fashion to have you function at your best. That's the most simplest way I could say it. So for example, in, in the, in the circadian pattern, uh, in the circadian rhythm, um, when you are ready to wake up in the morning, the reason why you're ready to wake up in the morning is not because the sun is shining necessarily, although that plays a factor into it. It's because your body has now secreted a huge surge of cortisol. And that cortisol recruits sugar that has been stored in your fat tissue to be, sec- to be converted in the bloodstream to usable glucose so that you have energy to wake up and get out of bed, Hmm. right? So in fact, if you have a really healthy circadian rhythm and you're sleeping right and you're eating right and you're really tending to the timing of that clock, you can and should be able to wake up every day without an alarm clock. You'll just wake up because Mm -hmm. the the Hmm. chemicals are secreted in your body to facilitate you waking up. Fascinating. Right? Similarly, your infradian rhythm governs the... The, the timing of a lot of different things, uh, your estrogen levels, your progesterone levels, your uh, t- testosterone timing, I mean, all of these different things that play a- a- along with your cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's amazing to see how the, it has immunomodulating effects. It has effects on how your brain responds to those different hormones. 
and it ties everything together. So instead of your body feeling like this confusing, mysterious thing that you always have to be working on and that you don't feel like you're getting the results that you want, you can start to have real mastery um, mm -hmm. in your health, but also in your life because it really that brain piece is really exciting. Um, let me. That's what's so so important because after I heard your interview, I started to kind of go inward and tune into times in my cycle when I felt more creative. I began to understand when that happens when I was maybe a little bit low energy. I used to just attribute that to life stress, lack of sleep. Now I'm beginning to understand where it fits into my master clock when I felt, felt more sensual, um, uh, when I had more energy, less energy. And just, I think it's, it's so valuable for a woman to understand that cycle to sort of better schedule events in our life. Like if I have a writing project, I'm going to try to schedule that around my more creative time, you know, and when I know my energy is going to be low and my sex drive is low, now I'm beginning to understand why. Cause I used to just think, Oh, this is really strange. Like what's going on? I just, it's just part of my cycle. You know, maybe that's a time where I can tell my boyfriend to go on a golf trip or, you know, there, there's like little tweaks and things that we can do as a woman to, in a very positive way, manipulate our life to better service. And I think that knowledge of understanding ourselves as a woman is a conversation that we have not had until recent years. And, you know, your book, your, your even your, you know, your first book, it's just, it's so dumbfounding to me that we're not trained. We have no information about this, you know, until recent years. It's, it's valuable, valuable. Well, you know, and keep in mind, this is not um, so far-fetched. A lot of you are maybe are thinking, gee, I can't organize my life around my cycle. Who does that? Well, men do that. They have a hormonal cycle. It just happens in 24 hours. For example, when men sleep, they make all their testosterone that they're going to have available to them the next day. When men wake up, they wake up with that same surge of cortisol that you do, plus their maximum load of testosterone. Mm -hmm. So that is, in a healthy young male, fairly obvious when they wake up, right? We've all heard of morning wood. And so mm -hmm. men are interested in doing a couple of things that are very physical in the morning because they have all this testosterone to utilize. So they're either going to be interested in sex in the morning, or if they're not going to have the sex in the morning, they're going to do a big workout, right? Because that's going to be a time where they can build lean muscle efficiently and reduce injury, right? Potential for injury. This is old news. If you look at any fitness professional or Olympic athletic coach, they always train their male athletes based on this pattern. They use the information of their hormonal biochemistry as an advantage, as a tool, as a biohack. And men do this in the corporate environment. Have you ever noticed corporate culture is a lot of deep work in the morning, meetings in the afternoon, followed by happy hour? This is optimized to that male hormonal cascade uh, where they have the most ability to concentrate in the morning and do their own deep work. And then as they have less and less access to testosterone throughout the day, they're going to be more and more social. Right. It just so, dawned on me why they call it happy hour. I mean, it's just it's happy for based, them, but it's not necessarily research, good for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. What, it, what is a woman's? Room. What is it? What would be ideal for a woman? Well, we instead of having one pattern that's rinse and repeat every day, we have four patterns. Let me break them all down. And I'm gonna. I'm. There's so much to talk about, but let me talk about at least metabolism. Uh, stress response and sex response, because okay. I think these three would be game changing for you to know. And then of course, okay. if you dive deeper into all the amazing productivity and brain hacks that are available in the charts in the book that it's there for you. Okay. So you have four phases to your cycle. You have the follicular phase, the ovulatory phase, the luteal phase, and the menstrual, the bleeding phase. Isn't it confusing that we have imprecise language, your cycle, your period, it could be the whole month, but it can also be the week that you're bleeding. The yeah, that's what I think of when we hear the word cycle. Even the I fact that we don't have enough vocabulary to describe our biochemistry is indicative of this gender bias that has been so pervasive for such a long time. So I like to just call it the bleeding week and then your cycle is the whole cycle, okay? <laughs> so we have to be specific, otherwise we get confused. Okay, so. In these four phases, you have you are not the same each of the phases, right? And so you have to change what you're eating, how you're working out, or what you're doing in order to take advantage of the changes that are happening inside your brain chemistry, inside your metabolism, inside your stress response system. Otherwise, you will make yourself symptomatic over time, which can lead to different disorders and illnesses depending on what's happening within your system. So in the first half of the cycle, the follicular and the ovulatory phase, your metabolism is slightly slower, which means, and your cortisol levels at rest are slightly lower. So that means you're gonna have less natural levels of anxiety, right? You're gonna have less need for high calorie dense meals, and you can sustain high intensity interval training and cardio training, and what the combination of metabolic and stress response pattern is going to create for you if you eat the right way and do those types of workouts is, is going to optimally build maximum amounts of lean muscle and burn the maximum amount of usable fuel if you have fat stores, right? So this is a very good thing. The problem is that you've been duped into thinking that you're the same every day like a guy and you're not, That's right. right? And so the, the research is very clear. If you continue to restrict calories and do high intensity interval training post ovulation, so we're talking luteal phase and menstrual phase, the second half of your cycle, you will, ready for it, turn on fat storage and turn on muscle wasting. I first, wow. I first came upon this maybe 15 years ago. I was working the trend 15 years ago in the fitness community, the health community was for women to train for triathlons to get in shape. And I had so many women coming to me who had trained for triathlons. So they're swimming, biking, and running multiple miles every single day, rotating those activities one per day and eating according to their coaching you know, plan. And they gain 20 pounds at the end of the journey. Now, how is this possible? It's possible because of the, the infradian effect on your metabolism and your stress response system. So if you're doing the same cardio and high intensity interval training in the second half of the month, you're gonna undo all the great muscle building and fat burning that you did in the first half of the cycle. So at best, 
at the end of every month, you stay the same. You make no progress. And at worst, you gain weight. And you remember any commercial you see where they're like, oh, John and Susie start a diet together. And this was actually a commercial I remember from like a decade ago. John and Susie start a diet together. And after a month, John looks like a Greek god. And Susie's still fat and frustrated, right? Oh, Susie needs a special plan. She needs special medication. She needs special help because, you know, she's a woman and we have no idea what's going on in her body. So let's just give her some something. <laughs> There's nothing wrong or deficient with the female body. It's actually extremely efficient. The problem is that we're using the same diet and workout plan that John was on, which is the same every day. And if you don't change what you're eating and how you're working out, you will never ever get the results in your body that you want. I have lost, I was once obese due to my hormonal issues. I have lost 60 pounds and maintained that wow. loss for 20 years without starving myself or working out like a crazy person at all. And I gained another 40 or 50 pounds during my pregnancy and lost that too without quote unquote getting my body back after baby just by taking my rhythm. It's, it's to be expected if you do what your body needs. Hmm. So does your cycle begin after your menstrual, after your bleeding week? Your follicular phase begins after the bleed is over. Okay. Yes. And I went through IVF. I remember all of this from, yes. you know, the way I had to take my meds because we had to manipulate, like synthetically manipulate the progesterone, estrogen, and exactly. testosterone levels. Um, so in the second half, you have to, your metabolism speeds up. Mm -hmm. And your stress, your resting cortisol levels are slightly higher. So you can be, if you do the wrong things, you can make yourself more anxious than you are supposed to be. You're not supposed to be more anxious, but you can, you're more vulnerable to having that ha happen as a symptom. If you restrict calories, if you wake up too early in the morning, if you... Uh, over exercise in the second half of your cycle, you can, one of the symptoms of infradian disruption in the second half of the cycle is anxiety, right? So if you're feeling anxious, you got to dial it back and look at, well, what did I eat today? Because you actually need 279 more calories per day starting in the luteal phase. Wow. In the second half. In the second half. And so you have to eat specific foods. All of this is outlined in chapter uh, four of In the Flow. There's the food flow chart. And there's also in chapter five, the fitness flow chart to tell you which workouts to do in which phase and which foods to eat in which phase so that you can really start to optimize your metabolism, get your energy back where you can do the right, you can work out less and get more fit, which is exactly what you're supposed to be doing because we want to reduce stress on the body and overworking out, overtraining is a way to create more stress in the body. Um, so you see, this is already a very different approach to biohacking from yeah, a totally. point of view. It's working with what is as opposed to trying to compensate for what's not there, which is what men need to do in the afternoon. Like they need their upgraded coffee, they need their nootropics because they fall off that energy cliff every single day. You do not, right? You're designed actually to extract more nutrition from your food and, and reserve more energy from that food for longer because you are the one that 3D prints the tiny human beings, right? So because of that, you have a very efficient metabolism. It's just not the same day mm -hmm. over day. So you eating the same makes no sense. Working out the same is logical and does not get you the results. Now, 
this is why, and if you're someone who has been um, swayed by the research coming out about intermittent fasting or high intensity interval training, which as of late in the media have been positioned as sort of the gold standard of how one should take care of oneself, please, please understand that the research has been done only on men and postmenopausal women. The research that had the little bits of research, and I pulled them all, and they're all in the book for you to read in black and white. The little bit of research that's been done on intermittent fasting and keto for women in their reproductive years is it has the opposite effect than what is being shared about for men around intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting reduces aging, improves autophagy in the cells, improves cognitive performance, decreases inflammation in the body, um, utilizes fat stores more efficiently, blah, et cetera, et cetera. Keto, you could say the same, some of the same things. <clears throat> Women who do intermittent fasting and keto, after they do it for a couple of weeks or sometimes months, will and this is actually very common on the forums where women are sort of sharing about their experiences, they lose their period. They have all sorts of menstrual disturbances. The research that I found showed that intermittent fasting, for example, uh, decreases cognitive performance in women with an active infradian rhythm, um, increases, uh, worsens insulin response in the body, and can uh, disrupt your thyroid and shrink your ovaries. Same thing um, with dough, right? And I've been intermittent fasting for years, and I I really like it. But it's you know it's it's interesting to hear this as I um, am listening to words. I'm thinking about changes in my own body because it's been very successful successful for me from like a gut standpoint and healing and resting um, well, and a much easier lifestyle for me to follow. If you're healing from an illness, that's a different thing. If you're someone who's already healthy, you know, we're talking about really taking care of what is what your body actually prefers from a functional point of view. And the only intermittent fasting that is recommended and safe for women in their, in their reproductive years with an active infradian rhythm is the 12 hour fast. So mm -hmm. you can fast every day from let's say 7 PM mm -hmm. to 7 AM. Once you go past the 12, 13 hour mark, then you start to create these different responses in the body, which mm -hmm. are not ideal. So, and also the closer you are to menopause, the easier and more optimal intermittent fasting becomes. So if you're in the second stage of perimenopause, right, 45 to 55, where you're having skipped cycles and you're starting to notice a you know, major shift from a hormonal point of view, you can start to budge up that, that those hours because the research is clear that once you've had your last bleed, Intermittent fasting is the best thing to do. So it's really not that these things are good or bad. It's really about, I want people to start, stop asking the question, what? What's the best diet? What's the best food to get rid of my acne? What's the best supplement for my fertility? What's the perfect workout plan? And I would like people to start asking when. Yes. When is the right time for me to do certain things? Because from a biological rhythm point of view, that is the only question to ask. Because everything's okay. It's just men, yeah. right? And I want women to get educated about their own bodies so that they can take advantage of this information to better understand what works for their system. And now this kind of food that we're talking about, we're not talking about anything kind of 
you know, fancy or, or different or weird, right? It's things know. that you already have in your refrigerator. That's kind of what I'm understanding. Absolutely. So for example, in the first half of the cycle, or let's just focus on <clears throat> ovulation. During ovulation, mm -hmm. you have a super surge of estrogen that takes place mm -hmm. to uh, alongside with um, the egg release. And because of that, you want to be eating foods that supercharge the liver with the micronutrients it needs to go through its three phases of detoxification. And, and you also, one of those being glutathione. And we get that in great quantity from our raw fruits and vegetables. So during ovulation, you want to be eating a very plant-forward and raw-themed diet for a few days, right? We're talking four to five days. Right. Okay. Movies, salads, things that feel like probably like diet food to you more traditionally, um, or more like trendy plant-based meals. Like this is what you want to do during ovulation. It's going to help your body break down estrogen very efficiently. And so, if you're someone who has been prone or had history with mid-cycle breakouts or ovulation pain or breast tenderness. Mm -hmm or any of those signs of excess estrogen during ovulation, eating this way is going to put an end to that. Plus, wow. it's going to work with your metabolic state, which is slightly lower, which means you need less calorie-dense foods, and all of this fiber and these nutrient-rich meals that you're going to be eating really work with what is happening in your body at that time. That contrasted with, let's say, the luteal phase, which happens right after ovulation, your metabolism speeds up. You need almost 300 more calories per day. And you need foods that really stabilize your blood sugar because of that faster metabolism. So you're going to be eating more nutrient-dense meals throughout the day. So for example, in the book, we have um, different recipes in the back of the book um, to go along with the food chart. Things right. like sweet, sweet potatoes, and uh, you know, an egg for breakfast. You'll have something that feels more like a Buddha bowl with lots of cooked veggies and things that have a lot of fiber. Again, fiber and um, these types of foods really help slow down um, uh, the blood sugar absorption and really keep you stable and give you sustainable energy and all of that, right? So this is what you're gonna be doing and it's gonna really support your metabolic response, it's gonna support your stress response because if you continue to eat like the smoothies and the salads during this phase, you're gonna cause a destabilization in your blood sugar, you're gonna throw off insulin levels, you're gonna you're going to have cortisol levels rise in response to disrupted insulin, you're going to feel more anxious, and then you're not going to make enough progesterone because of the body's demand for more cortisol, and you're going to have more PMS, right? So everything you're doing, this is not a conversation about weight loss. This is a conversation about keeping you optimized on every level, whether that be metabolically or reproductively. And if you're someone who's plagued with PMS or PCOS or fibroids or endometriosis, you can eat your way out of these things with the right foods. And it's just so exciting to be able to share that with women because it goes, it flies in the face of the toxic pathology that mm -hmm. says, or that has had us believe that once you have a problem with your period, you're stuck with it forever and there's nothing mm -hmm. you can do and you just have to suffer until mm -hmm. it goes away or until you have a hysterectomy or whatever it is. And that's just not true. Period. Ha ha. Ha ha. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow! Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, it's Brooke. I have a little gift for you from my house to yours. You probably know by now that I'm totally dedicated to health and wellness, and I think that body confidence is so important, but I also believe that it comes from a deeper place inside, and it affects the way we feel about ourselves and our connection with our partners. I created the Brooke Burke Body app to share two decades of my fitness knowledge and to help people get into the best shape of their lives. It's my way of connecting and sweating with women around the globe, sometimes the occasional man. We can work together, we can work out together, and we can get into the best shape of our life together. I'm literally sweating side by side. You can connect with women in my community 24-7. We support you and we celebrate each other. 
We work out in the privacy of our own homes, which is more important now than ever. You can come over to my house. I'm doing live streams every Monday morning. I take you on location, digitally, of course. And right now, I think people are going to take fewer classes and deepen their wellness commitments in a smarter way by doing it at home. So these are digital class opportunities. It's an opportunity to have me as your private trainer and to come on over to my house for some fun, effective workouts. This is a great way to change your body. You can sculpt, tone, lift, and also get that sexy bubble booty that you've been hoping for. I'm going to show you exactly what I do. And don't wait until summer because I think that summer bodies are made right now. I can show you how I stay in shape all year long and we can do it together. I've got hundreds of videos body-specific burns. I've got workouts with my girlfriends, BFF burns, partner burns, a little bit of family fitness. I'm showcasing some of my favorite trainers from around the globe. And I'm also bringing my VIP Malibun Birdie Burn class right to your living room. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. Even if you don't love fitness, we've got to take care of ourselves from the inside out. And I do think that you need to get your sexy back and you need to step into the best shape of your life and you need to feel sensual and confident at every age, at every shape, at every size. So I'm going to show you exactly what I do to stay in shape. We've got cardio parties, yoga, booty burn, short, fun, effective workouts that are going to change your body. You can pick five minutes. You can do a total body cardio party. You can sculpt body part by body part. So here it is, my little gift to you. We're offering 25% off for three months for the entire Intimate Knowledge audience. Just use promo code BBBODYIK. BBBODYIK. So it's BBBODYIK. It's my gift to you. I'm here for you. I want to connect. I want to help you feel good. It's more important now than ever. I want to take a moment just to talk about the sex response because mm -hmm. I was pretty shocked to discover the statistic that 60% of women are sexually unsatisfied. Yeah, I believe that. I, and, I believe and, that. and again, compared to the male cohort, it is not even in the same galaxy, mm -hmm. okay? <laughs> so why is that? Well, again, the infradian rhythm has this you know, it, it causes your sexual response to change over the course of your cycle. So instead of you feeling confused, like, gee, why is it sometimes when I'm engaging sexually, whether that be with yourself or with your partner, that it is like fireworks? And why is it other times it's flat? Mm -hmm. And instead of you wondering why that is and feeling completely lost as to why that is, and worse, feeling like something's wrong with you, mm -hmm. let me just set the record straight, okay? Let me give you just the facts. Mm -hmm. You have two wet phases and two dry phases of your cycle. In the dry phases, you must start before you start touching anything sensitive like your very sensitive clitoris, you must apply lubricant first. You cannot put the mental expectation that comes from the conditioning via pornographic exposure that you should get wet and ready to go in 60 seconds or less. You need the lube. Don't, don't proceed, don't pass go without the lube, okay? This is the menstrual phase, the bleeding week, and the follicular week. These are your dry phases. These are also your testosterone-free phases. You are not, your sexual desire is not going to be stimulated by testosterone in the bleeding week, 
or the follicular phase, which means if you're in, if you want to make yourself interested in sex that week, you're going to have to use your other big sex organ, which is your brain. And I outline in the book exactly how you can go about that in those phases with yourself, with your partner, um, because it doesn't involve that, for, that the foreplay in the follicular phase is not the same as foreplay hmm. in the two phases. It's a different thing. You want to do something new, the novelty, not and not like dress up like a French maid. I'm talking about <laughs> do something new with your partner. Like, okay, you know, we haven't gone hiking in the canyon for like a whole month. Let's go. Getting outside with your partner, oxygenating your big, beautiful brain sex organ, having some time to just chat outside of work and responsibilities. That's going to get you into your body and interested in your partner if that's what you want. Right. So that's what I mean about novelty or go rock climbing or go out to a new restaurant or do something new that you want to do. That's your idea of something new to do, because then you'll ultimately be happier with it. Right. Don't get dragged into something new that you don't want to do, because that's going to turn you off big time. OK, so that's that's the, those two phases. Then you have the ovulatory phase and the luteal phase, which are the two wet phases and the two testosterone driven phases, which means your biochemistry is making you interested in sex at this time. And why? Of course, because there's a chance for conception and nature has optimized you for that. Okay. So you're going to be naturally more in the mood and you're going to be more naturally lubricated and quick to become lubricated. So you don't need as much extended foreplay. You still need the foreplay that you like, that you desire, but you will be able to experience a pleasurable pleasurable response a little bit more easily. Now do keep in mind that you have four stages of your sexual arousal. You have tumescence, you have um, the orgasmic plateau, you have climax, and you have the refractory period. Okay, these are your four stages. Tumescence is the female equivalent of an erection. It means that blood flows to the genitalia and engorges the tissues for maximum sensitivity, right? You have 8,000 nerve endings in your clitoris. Once blood flow has been optimized to that region, all those nerve endings, think of it like a, a petal, a, you know, a rosebud opening up, right? You have more access to more of the petals when it's open versus when it's tight in the bud, right? Mm -hmm. And so that means that you're going to be more sensitive and things are going to feel good. So tumescence is an important part of this of the process. That is what foreplay is really good for. And foreplay and we're not just talking about the mental part of it of getting mental. into the it's actually your physical ability to experience greater pleasure. This is right. This is right. Wow. Now orgasmic and, and when is that when is that phase? The tumescent phase? That can be, let's say you're having dinner with your partner and he or she says something to you that just like you know, catches you off guard and really has you feeling a specific feeling. That could be you're going on that hike in the follicular phase and you've, you've reached the summit and you and your partner are just making out at the top and uh, you're kissing <laughs> really nice and like, oh, okay, I like you again, you know? Or it can be all the things that are really like above the waist and in the, in the mental zone that can really help you relax and have blood flow happening to the to these sensitive areas. And then, of course, the more you do um, any sort of erotic zone stimulation as you get deeper into whatever sexual encounter you're going to have, that is going to also stimulate the tumescent process. 
Now I want to distinguish between orgasmic plateau and climax. Most of us only know about climax. And if you're using a vibrator, you're missing out on the gift that nature has given you. That is the orgasmic plateau. Climax is the end of the party. Climax is when the 8,000 nerve endings have now reached their like peak state. They cannot sustain any more sensation and you are done. And then you have the refractory period and you have to rest and recover. And depending on how strong your vibrator is, that could be till the next couple of days, right? <laughs> if we're talking about solo play. Now, the orgasmic plateau is the phase in which you produce, if you do this correctly, the most nitric oxide and oxytocin that your body can have access to. This is hugely health beneficial. Keep in mind, and you know, if you haven't gotten this memo yet, I'm a huge nerd. 1992 molecule of the year was nitric oxide. It is the molecule on which Viagra is based. Nitric oxide is a very special molecule. It crosses the blood-brain barrier. It's a gas. It's, a, it's, it's really neat. Anyway, that aside, nerdy stuff aside, you want more of this. This is also the youth molecule. The bigger your orgasmic plateau, the longer it is, the more time you have in orgasmic plateau. And I'm going to tell you how to get that in a minute. That was my question. How do we biohack to get more I'm of biohack that? To orgasm. <laughs> Hold on. You're going to have, I want to give you the payoffs. You're going to have clearer skin, more collagen production, boosted, way massively boosted immune response, in, in cardiovascular health, um, better, protected brain health. I mean, like it just is ridiculous. Improved fertility, regulated ovulation. Trust me, it is worth putting the vibrator down sometimes. And there's actually a chart in the book as to which phases you can really skip the vibrator for your own benefit. Okay. Here's how you biohack. Give it to us. Okay. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, let me get our taking notes because I'm like, I've got mad notes going on here and the book is ordered. Okay. The book is ordered. We're all in our edge of our seats. right. Okay. So. When you're self-stimulating, okay, whether you've got the lube or you are, you're self-lubricated, you want to think of your clitoral response as like a, a one through a 10, 10 being climax. We all know what our 10 feels like. Again, it's the end of the party. You want to practice, and again, you want to start with your own hand and some lubricant. You want to practice be, staying between a four and an eight. This, this technique is called an edging process where That's you, what I was just gonna say. you kind of edge yourself up a little bit and you start, and, and again, keep breathing. The way that you circulate all this nitric oxide and oxytocin is with deep abdominal breathing. So a lot of women freeze when they're experiencing sensation genitally where they don't breathe. You want to practice breathing into your abdomen and having full circular breath right and then stimulate to like a six Let's see how you do there and then speed up a little bit get to an eight and if you feel like you're going to climax slow down slow down take your hand away from the from the steering wheel for a minute relax and reapproach. and so keep yourself there if you can practice doing that even once a week for 15 full minutes between a four and an eight as in plateau it will ch change your body from the inside out, wow. these molecules. Incredible. How, how so? How often did you say? At least once a week, but again, depends on your depends on which phase you're in. For example, take advantage okay. 
of the ovulatory and luteal phases, do it a couple more times that those phases because okay. mm -hmm. you're going to be interested in it. You may not be interested in any activity during your bleeding week. That's totally cool. Some women like it. Some women don't. You should at least decide based on actual experience, right? Not self-judgment like, oh, I, don't, I won't like that. You might like it, right? Actually, in fact, the uterus, because it increases size right as you're bleeding, it puts internal pressure on the nerve endings that connect into the vagina from the clitoris that you actually might feel in the mood. So not from testosterone, mm -hmm. but from your uterus during the bleeding. Wow. So, okay. And so how long would, should we stay at this orgasmic plateau? At least minimum 15 minutes, but you can go, you can go, go longer. Okay. And it seems like, it, it seems like men kind of, you know, this edging, not riding the wave. It seems like experienced men really practice that in women not so much, right? I mean, the goal for most women, and you know, I, I love how Leela breaks this down because she has quite an opposite view. You know, she's more about all of these other pleasurable experiences, but it seems like women are trying to get to the to the O, you know, eventually. And I, I love the idea and the exercise of this of, of women learning um, the benefits of edging, edging from the inside out, like you're saying. It's fascinating, incredible. It's wonderful how when you think about what it means to biohack as a woman, it is mm -hmm. not anything additive. Mm -hmm. You don't need as much external stuff, tools, mm -hmm. equipment. Mm -hmm. Nature has imbued you with very potent systems, metabolic systems, sexual response systems, stress response. But if you know the timing of how these work, now that you know what your infradian clock is and now you will, you can mm -hmm. start to time everything for your optimal performance. Mm -hmm. Just to give you some perspective, the U.S. women's soccer team is using the knowledge of the infradian rhythm, rhythm to train their women on the team. Um, and, you know, I'm going into corporations to teach women in the workplace how to actually use the infrading rhythm at work from a brain chemistry productivity point of view. And I'm so passionate about the time management piece that inside in the flow is the world's first time management planner that is based on both the circadian and the infradian clock so that you as a woman can start to manage the massive amounts of things that you take on because you're so amazing in a, in a time planner that actually is going to help you thrive physically and emotionally and psychologically. So that's in chapter six. For you. So what is the first read that we're going to suggest to our audience? Is it woman code or are we talking in the flow? Like what, what do you suggest? So I wrote woman code first. That book, which was published in 2013, is a book that if you are someone who is suffering with any diagnosed menstrual disorder, PCOS, okay. fibroids, endometriosis, and you want to get your cycle healthy so you can start taking advantage of the infradian rhythm. By the way, the, this, the method that I'm describing here has a name. I gave it a name so that what you know what you're doing um, when you're activating or taking advantage of the infradian rhythm, and that is called the cycle syncing method, right? This cycle syncing method is the method by which you change what you eat, which exercises you're doing, how you're planning your day, how you're organizing your sexual experiences, <laughs> Uh, how you how you organize your domestic tasks as a mom. I love the cycle syncing method as a mom. It keeps my stress yeah. levels way down. You can apply it to every area of your life, your relationships, your work environment. Um, 
when you use the cycle syncing method, of course, you have to have your cycle being functional, right? So if you're someone who's struggling with a dysfunctional cycle, um, you want to read Woman Code first because in that book, the flow protocol is described and outlined so that you can start to, re to rebalance your endocrine system at that root cause level and, okay. and, and get, help, get your cycle back on track. If you're someone who has, let's just say, you're interested in, you know, human optimization, biohacking, you have a relatively healthy cycle, maybe you have PMS, um, maybe you're, you're on birth control, you're considering coming off, there's a whole chapter dedicated to that in the book. There's also a chapter dedicated to the book of, well, what if I have all these conditions, what do I do? There's all sorts of support for you mm -hmm. In the flow. Right. That's really what in the flow is for is really taking your, your self-care practice to the next level so that you can stop doing all these diets and workout plans and mm -hmm. power more. Oh my gosh. We didn't even talk about the power morning routines um, that are just disrupting your infradian rhythm and, and putting you in that statistic of 47% of women who are struggling with their hormones. You don't need to be a part of that statistic. I'm so excited to read the book. I feel, I think that just in the short amount of time that we've had today, I've been able to gather so much information and feel so empowered that I can take the tools that you've taught us today and then read your book and really apply it to my life. Um, I'm excited to follow up with you on how, on, on the processes that I learned to adapt and, and how it makes me feel, because I think this is, could really be a game changer for women if we can get the word out. So thank you so much yeah. for and being and a Megan, part of our podcast. Think about it, Megan. If we could like manipulate our metabolism, our stress response, our sex response, and have a better understanding of the female cycle and begin to manipulate certain things so we can have more energy and be more creative and make the most out of the efforts that we're putting in, you know, to optimize our health and just, you know, the, the female body. I, I think this is such valuable information. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in following your intuition, your gut instinct. And recently, probably within the last couple of years, I told myself, if I don't want to eat meat, I'm not going to eat meat. If I want to eat carbs all day, I'm going to eat carbs all day. I don't know why I felt that, but it was an intuitive response that I decided I was just going to follow. And because of that, I have felt so good about my eating over the past couple of years. Um, and now I know why, because I was listening to my body. But this just puts it into more concrete perspective that helps me understand the why behind it. And now I can follow it more um, directly to really optimize my entire health. I want to say for anybody who's been listening who feels like, oh no, which phase of the cycle am I in? How do I know where I'm at in my cycle? Mm -hmm. I, I also built an app. It's called MyFlow, myflowtracker.com. And this is the only cycle syncing app, which will tell, it'll remind you which phase you're in and it will tell you what, you know, which foods to eat, which workouts to do. Um, it'll let you schedule that into your calendar. It'll remind you about relationships, sex drive, cognitive, Amazing. creative focus. So it just, it helps you not have to keep an encyclopedic memory about all of these things. <laughs> but I really loved, Megan, what you were saying. Um, that you were feeling that intuitive messaging, what you actually, well, let's call it what it is. You were getting biofeedback input right. from your body is technically called biofeedback. And you were really smart enough to listen to it, which a lot of women have been taught to ignore. Like, yep, you know, yeah. don't, don't listen to your body. Say, it can't, it so can't be trusted or whatever yeah. you, you know? Yeah. 
And so what's going to be great now is that now that you understand the infradian pattern, these, this mm-hmm. four pattern uh, process, you won't have to question yourself like, gee, should I trust myself? You can always have this certainty about what is right for you when. And that's such a gift because that inner critical voice that has is a byproduct of us believing that our dynamic nature needed to be suppressed in order to fit into a circadian lifestyle because that was the only one that was being suggested as normal, right? Because it's the only one being researched. Um, as you said at the beginning of the call, why has no one heard of the infrading rhythm? Well, when, when none of that's being researched, of course, you then have to sort of force your dynamic month-long pattern into a 24-hour clock. And that not only makes you physically sick, but it makes you emotionally unhappy, right? And so if you have been feeling like inner self-critical or feel like you can never make the right decision or you feel stressed or anxious, a lot of that goes away once you start using the cycle syncing method because you're going to feel like you're doing the right things at the right time. And that, that certainty builds a confidence that evaporates that inner criticism and self-doubt. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful and tell us what that app is again. What, how do we find your app? My flow. So M Y F L O tracker.com. And also there are a ton of free resources and free gifts when you purchase the book. So go to intheflowbook.com to get all the stuff that I put together for you. I just want every woman to start feeling good because it's been, like you said, too many generations where we've had to suck it up and suffer. And I just feel like that's Time's up. I'm, I'm getting them both right now. This is incredible. This is an opportunity, ladies listening, a relearning, an opportunity to get educated and to really dial in. Um, we're so passionate about this and um, educating women and offering them expert advice. We're so blessed to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm downloading yes, you really literally. <laughs> My book Thank is you. on order, Megan. I'm I'm super excited. This was um, a goal yes. of Leela and 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 mine to have you on the show, Lisa. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a fun conversation. Wow, that was a lot to take in. Um, game changer for so many of us. If you have more questions, throw them to us. Um, definitely connect with Elisa because I think it's an incredible learning experience for all of us women. And the more we know about our our, our own personal clock and and you know the way we tick as as female warriors. Um, the better we're going to all be. So email us at ik at iheartradio.com. Keep your questions coming. We love hearing from you. Also, don't forget to subscribe um, and let us know what you think of our podcast, okay? If you have any guest ideas for guests, let us know that too. Bye, everybody. Subscribe to Intimate Knowledge on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. 
how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes nearly 10 million dollars was all gone it's just unbelievable hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm diosa and i'm mala we are the creators of locatora radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast welcome to locatora radio season nine love, love at, at first, first listen, listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.